Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world. Uh, this is Fergus from Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, we're going to do a Guna to Guna debate, and this time I am going to be talking to Troy Reed. Troy Reed is based in Melbourne in Australia. Uh, Troy is one of our bloggers on gunsandyellowribbons.com. We're going to find out what it's like to be a Guna abroad, um, how we got into Arsenal, and a little bit more. So listen, have a listen, see what you think. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Good evening, boys. An Arsenal podcast. He shouldn't be leaving, give him a contract, but he doesn't. By Arsenal fans. He's one of our own, and I think it's brilliant. For Arsenal fans. Lyndon, you still got to go out and beat these teams, and that's exactly what we're doing. This is your Arsenal podcast. Wow, what a result. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Would he do that every week? I don't think so. There's a new feeling about the club. You heard we got our Arsenal back. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. So, uh, good morning. Uh, well, it's good, e- good afternoon to you, isn't it, uh, Troy? How are you doing, Troy? Good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. And it was your birthday yesterday, wasn't it? It was my birthday yesterday, yes. So how's so, the head today? Nah, it's fine. No, no, no. I kept myself tidy because it, I, I, I knew I had to work. So it's like, okay. Now, you were saving yourself for gunsandyellowribbons.com, weren't you? I pretty much was, yeah. Now, you're lucky you're getting me sober, because, like I said, if you had got me on, if you had got me on any other birthday, this would be a content warning podcast. <laughs> well, we're in a, a misty, uh, misty Friday morning here in, in, in London, Essex, um, and what, what we got out there, in, you're in Melbourne, aren't you? I'm in Melbourne, so we're just, can't we, we're, we're spring into, we're spring at the moment, so we're in that, and Melbourne gets varied weather anyway so spring is just like an ultimate menopause month or season so, so what, you're on 45 degrees already or something like that nah, don't it's fucking annoy me no nah, it's about 25 at the moment the sun's out it's beautiful but don't worry mate tomorrow it'll rain oh, that's all right okay could we'll rain, see an irishman then yeah could rain in 15 minutes <laughs> so I, I, I sent across a sort of list of questions. What we're doing is this Guna to Guna. You, you've joined us uh, on. You've been listening to the podcast for quite a while, and um, you joined us on the Guns and Yellow Ribbons dot com, and you've done your uh, a blog, which we'll we'll cover uh, on there. And yep. part of the uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons dot com thing is to try and get um, a Guna to Guna sort of chat. So what we yep. find out about. Who and, and and what you are, so readers and listeners um, know who people are. So you're Troy yeah. Scott at Troy Scott. Troy, Troy Scott. I, I, I fucked Jesus. it up already. One minute forty seven seconds. One minute forty. Yeah, one minute forty eight, and you still got confused. <laughs> hey, listen. At least I'm consistent. I know. Yeah, and and this is fucking half seven in the morning. Can you I imagine? know. Yeah, you can't. Can what do you like with a can in you, Jesus? Oh, mate, you've heard it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Oh, actually, I have heard it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a bit about yourself, mate. Well, I mean, look, actually, I'm pretty boring, uh, truth be told. Like I said, I um, obviously, I'm in Melbourne. We, I came to, I still call it soccer, so you have to bear with me. I still call it soccer. In because, fairness, in Ireland, we call it soccer as well, because, yeah. uh, not that I, I've been over here 30 years, but uh, we call it soccer because football was GAA football, so and you've got Aussie rules, yeah. where there are no rules. Exactly. Oh, there are. The, the, you want to know the rules for Aussie rules? They're pretty basic. Hit the other guy harder. No. You can't, put any, can't push anyone in the back. You can't get caught holding a ball, and that's it. 
Okay. Kick the shit out of it and try and get it between the big sticks. Job done. Okay, sounds sounds quite basic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so no, so I'm yeah, I've lived like I said, boring lived here all my life. I haven't managed to get overseas yet, but I um like I said, we're in Melbourne, which is I mean, we it's known as the sports capital of the world. I don't know if it's known overseas as the sports capital of the world or if we've just claimed it because we live here. But we are crazy for sport down here. And I, w- I wouldn't say it's the sports capital of the world. I, I think that's probably something you're claiming yourself. I know it's got the MCC and... The MCG, you know, yeah. MCG, whatever. I don't do cricket, so... Nah. <laughs> I'm Irish. Yeah. No, nah, no, nah, it's... Look, it's... Like I said, we hear about it all the time, but I don't think it makes it past the border into other... I don't think there's many other countries in the world that are like, oh, we should go to Melbourne and watch the cricket or the football. I don't think that... I don't think that comes up in too many conversations. So, and but, what you, yeah. What... What, what do you do then, mate? Basically, well, look, I work in transport and logistics. I organise things. So that's that's my stock in trade. Um, I can't organise children. You move children. shit about. I move stuff about. I can't, I can't organise children to save myself. But <laughs> um, provided you're an inanimate object, then you're fine. I can get that moving. So, yeah, that's me. And I've done that for about 25 years now, organising stuff. So transport, logistics, you know, necessary but not necessarily the most exciting. But, look, actually, I don't mind the problem-solving part of it, which is why I sort of got into it. Um, and it actually, in all fairness, probably led me to soccer and led me to ask. If look at that it was going to be my next question. You say you've never left the country um, and that you're in the sports capital of the world with the MCG, etc., etc. Yeah. Why Arsenal? Well... Basically, when I, I I spent about twenty years uh, working in a warehouse, and I worked my way up from like you know, storming up through management and whatnot. Um, but I used to work with a lot of guys, a lot of Italians, Greeks, English guys, and they were all into it. Um, they they loved it, and I never really got into it. See, the thing, soccer takes a while to. I mean, it's not really taken off in Australia; it's starting to. But the issue that we have is that we don't have a lot of access to the overseas stuff, or we didn't when I was sort of, you know, getting in into the mid-90s. So you really only had sort of five minutes at the end of the Sunday news with a brief recap of results of, you know, Premier League games. So it really wasn't anything we get into. And we sort of, with the sporting culture, like, we all we see, to be honest with you, all we used to get from overseas news in regards to soccer would be either flares or, like, divers and... Like, and particularly in Australia, we, like, hate that. And it really puts people off the sport. So it took me a while to get around to it because I was the same. I'm like, ah, they just all fall over. You know, nil all, nothing happened. It's like, you know, what a waste of 90 minutes, you know, that, which is the basic sort of... Non, non-educated look at it. Yeah, it, it is, essentially is. So, so they were like, you know, they'd all talk soccer and I'd talk to them. I really wasn't into it. But then they started doing fantasy Premier League. And they're like, oh, look, you know, we'll make a group competition at work and you can be in it. And they only put me in just as a courtesy because I was the boss, I think. But from the, but from that, I would routinely dominate that game. All right? And for no other reason, like, they would sit there and study form and teams and everything else. Whereas my theory was just pick the stupidest name you could find <laughs> and hook in. And it drove them nuts. It just drove them. They just went ballistic. Because I, I, I had no idea. I think the only... I picked David Beckham. That's the only name I knew. Everything else was just stupid names. And away I would go. As I've got more into the sport, I've progressively got worse. 
at it. Did you did you ever have a Tottenham player in your league? No, 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 no. I I, I can't. I just can't. So I know Harry Kane's scoring points, but I'm just like, nah, nah. I'm right. I don't need to win that bad. <laughs> I came third in my in my pub league. Everybody had Harry Harry Kane, and I came third. If I had Harry Kane, I would have swept up. I'm now top of my local pubs league um, on the Sun Dream Team thing, and yeah. no Tottenham players won't have them. Nah, I'd rather no. I'd rather lose the money. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm not. I'm not even paying for money. I'm just paying there with the supporters club for a bit of a laugh, and it's just like, you know, but that's it. So that so I sort of I I, I vaguely got into it, and and I'll be honest with you, what happened? Someone. I don't know when gave me an Arsenal hat. Just and I don't know who it was. It just but I remember it to this very day and I'm sure it's still at home somewhere. But they gave it to me well before I got into the sport. And I was and look to be honest with you, I'm like I think they only gave it to me because it had a cannon on it. And I'm a boy and I like things to explode. So I think that was the I'm a simple person. <laughs> but yeah, so I didn't think much about it. Then we played fantasy premier league and we carried on and they're like, You should pick a team. And I still wasn't into the sport. The the thing that actually got me into it was our World Cup qualifier. Australia, I think it was Australia versus Uruguay in 2005. Now, that was a game in Sydney. And all we had to do, I think, was just win the game 1-0 and we're into the World Cup. And we'd had a lot of close calls with our group and whatnot. And I, the guys were watching and they said, look, you know what? My son was sort of getting into sport. I said, look, I'll watch it. Now, the game ended up nil all, went to penalties and we got in. Now, it wasn't so when, so much, when was that, 2005? 2005, that was. Um, I think it was actually today in 2005. It was very close. Um, Probably, but, that's why I planned it. Ah, good man. But <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't so much that we, that we won and got into the World Cup that got me. It was more that I finally understood the scoring of the sport. That, okay, yeah, we ended up nil all. But I said to one of the guys at work, I said, I went in the next day and I remember Theo I said, I get it now. I, I understand it. And he's like, why? I said, because it was like watching the last five minutes of a game for an hour and a half. So because there's only one kick in it. And it wasn't until that point that I understood that, all right, not, you know, the game might end at nil all, but that doesn't mean nothing happened during that game. Yeah, it's more a game so, of chess than a game of drafts, isn't it? it? Exactly. So like I said, we're used to AFL where you score every 10, 15 seconds. Just it, it always happens, but um, but that was when I finally got my head around. Okay, now I understand the tension and the build up and and that sort of thing. So that sort of got me on board with soccer. Then I had to pick a team, and like I said I'm not. I, I sort of looked at the league, and I'm, obviously we were aware of Manchester United. So that was when around two thousand eight. It'd be about 2008, 2010, somewhere around there. Like City were on the rise. Chelsea had obviously had all their money coming. So the teams I was aware of were, obviously, I was aware of Arsenal. I hadn't paid too much attention. I hadn't seen the Invincibles. I'd missed all that sort of stuff. I mean, I was aware of it, but not at the point where I could watch it. So there was really Liverpool, City, United, um, Everton. Um, the main, the t- you'd say the top six or eight sides. Um, I sort of... I mean, I like an underdog, so I was, if I would have been either Liverpool or Everton, I would have been Everton. If there was City or United, then I probably would have gone City. I mean, as much as a $300 billion club can be an underdog. But I sort of, I wasn't sure, but then I was talking to the guys and I said, you know what, I, it doesn't make sense for me to follow one of these teams because I'm not from there. I don't have 
family that have come from there. I don't have that link to them. So I did. I just I would only be going for them because they just happened to be up at the time. You know what I mean? And so, and then I was aware of, and like I said, and I because I'd sort of followed Arsenal as far as I could. Like this was back early days internet where everything was streamable, but I was terrified of them because everything's got a virus and you lose your computer. And I just got spooked, so I didn't do it. And then I thought, you know what? I'll just I'll I'll read up a bit at, about Arsenal. Yep. So I thought I'll read up about. Them. And I and look, I, I read a bit of the background, and I read online things about the club and the history of the club. But the more that I read, the more that it sort of appealed to me as okay. Well, it's not so much a club based on a town as a club based on a principle. You know, like they. I mean, obviously they started in Dole Square. They we know where they started at the Armory. It started as a work thing, but it sort of grew as I read more into a sort of ideal of how a club probably should be run or could be run rather than representing a certain geographical area. So the minute I had that, I'm well, you know what, that's what I want. That's what I like and that's that appeals to me. So from then on, it was like, well, you know what, that's my club. That's who I'm going to support because it didn't, to do anything else at the time would have seemed opportunistic. Like, you know, I would have been, you know, a City fan if that had been the case because... Of, you know, and under, they were they were the up and coming, and and there's, there's and, obviously links with yeah. um, Melbourne and City as well, isn't there? So Ex- exactly. Well, I follow a team. Well, actually, there is now. I before that, the team that I do for was called Melbourne Heart. There's two teams in Melbourne. There's Melbourne Victory, who'd been around for a while. Then a second team, Melbourne Heart. Now I followed them with my son when they first started. Um, they were always struggling because the the first club was established, but they. They were they were fine. They actually got bought well bought out not bought out, but they actually got bought by Manchester City. So that probably happened after I'd sort of committed to Arsenal. So it really wasn't an issue. Like I said, I and look, I still the the original home kit for Melbourne Heart was red and white stripes, and that's well. now their that's now their away kit because they've obviously been part of City. They have to try and make it as white blue as possible. So if I go to games, I haven't been for a while, but if I go, I wear the away kit. It's, that's the team that I started supporting. So, yeah, so from there, it was just like, you know what, that's me. It, it, everything about the club and everything about the way it was set up, the way it was run. I mean, I'm an Arsene Wenger fan, always have been. Um, mm-hmm. Were you to glad me. to see him go in the end? Or? Look, I wasn't, I won't say I was glad to see him go. I think he, look, he was a visionary and he was revolutionary, but everybody caught up. And yeah, I think nothing, once nothing. once once that happens, like I said, he, he he steadfastly stuck to an ideal that you know had we not had the sort of oligarch money coming into the sport like it has, it probably may have progressed. I could see what he wanted to do: get to the you know, get the fairy tale finish, win a European trophy, win something, but go out on a high. But I just don't think it was there. So I wasn't glad to see him go, but I recognised that it was probably the right thing for him to do. And and let's face it, let's be honest, it wasn't his choice. Uh, no, I don't think it was. Well, I think it it was his choice, but I think if he stayed much longer, it wouldn't have been. So, yeah. and what oh, would you make? What you make of Ivan going to Milan? That's really odd. I really don't get that. I really thought he's finally got the keys to the castle. He's going to hang and and yeah. do what he wanted to do. You know, um, and I was surprised that he went. I honestly thought he would just you know now that he was there, he had the setup. 
And maybe he's just a greedy money grabbing prick that's gone fucked off to Milan for more money. There's that, and that way, for, and then he's also got the way for the chance to shit. And so, well, I wasn't here when that happened. And what do you make of um, the first eighteen games under Unai, Unai Emery in all competitions? That is, yeah, I, look, I'm cautiously optimistic. Is what I would say. I mean, look, we're not. What I think is, it's like turning around a big ship. You can't just pull the lever and turn the thing 180. What I think they are doing is improving. I mean, I know we've had a lot of draws, but we're drawing games that we would have lost in the past. Yeah, that came against Wolves last weekend. Yeah. Fucking hell. Oof. Yeah, that was bullshit. I'll never get that 90 minutes back. Nah, and and, like, and to be honest with you, that was on at 3.30 in the morning, and I'm glad I didn't get up for it. So that's the only advantage of having them games on in the middle of the night, that every now and again, you miss an absolute shitstorm uh, the, like the, that. The next question I, sat, I had on the list here was, tell me about life down under being an Arsenal fan. Um, have your local supporters club, etc. So t- tell us a bit about that. Like the, the James uh, Tricker has been on, and he's in Sydney, yeah. and um, he said about the dedication you have to be uh, the other in, in the future, watching watching games in the future. You are, aren't you? Yeah, there's actually an official supporters club. Um, there's the Arsenal Australia Supporters Club. I'm a member. I mean, anyone can be a member. Do you have to be Australian? Um, I don't know. Stupid question. I, but... No, I don't think it is because I said I, I was almost a member of the New York City one just to say that I was. I mean, I couldn't go over there, but I still would have taken okay. the beanie and everything else they sent. So I, I'm not sure if you have to be an Australian citizen, but I think there are some things in place because it is a, it's officially recognised by Arsenal. So it's the official supporters club, and which means that, like, if I want to go to a game, um, I can apply to, for tickets through the Arsenal Australia Supporters Club. And they get an allocation. They may get an allocation, but I'm a better chance as part of the official supporters club than I would be as a red member trying my life on the okay. um, internet. They, they seem to have... I've not needed to apply yet, but um, it's based on membership. It's based on how long... Like You can't join and then like, three minutes later go, oh, by the way, can I have tickets to like you know North London Derby? Okay. You, you build up, you build up um, a credibility with it among them. Yeah, beforehand. if you've been, yeah, well, they'll, they'll obviously with limited things. If there's if there's ten people that apply and someone's been a member for ten years and someone's been a member for fifteen minutes, maybe the bloke that's been ten years will probably get the nod. But it's a really good setup. Like I said, they they, they send out a, a pack every year, which is brilliant. It's gives you a connection to the club. They have um, there's pubs that are aligned with the supporters club that you can go to and watch. I've not been because unfortunately I have to work. So if they're timing the late ones, um, it's easier for me to watch it at home. And plus, if I go to a pub, I'm going to drink, and then I can't drive home. That's true. And, and that presents all, yeah. Do you not have um, taxis out there? Oh, no, we do have taxis. Uber? But it's more, oh, we've got, um, no, we've got all that. But it's more telling, telling the dial that, hey, you know that car that I drove into the <laughs> city? Getting the gate pass. <laughs> yeah. Now, that car, our car that I drove into the city, um, it's still there. Could we possibly go and get it, and then I'll go to work? Yeah, it's a hard, 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 hard sell, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, I will try my best to behave. But look, it's it's a really good social thing. Like I said, when Arsenal actually came out to Sydney last year, and they all put on a heap of stuff, um, these guys, and they're all volunteers, man. That's, you know, for what they do, and for the amount of connection that you get and possibility of getting tickets is actually quite good. A mate of mine, I think, is a member of the Man United Supporters Club, and I think they've got two seats allocated. To is that all? But that's I, I'm, I'm pretty, unless they've changed it, but it used to be that they were allocated two seats, so you had to scramble for them two seats if you're a member. Whereas we seem to have pretty decent success. The guys that do it really put in a decent shift on that thing and for an unpaid thing it, it is really great so and it gives you that connection like i said it's hard like the games are on it 
the start of the season that's not too bad because you've got, you know, you guys are at daylight savings and we're not. It's when you guys switch off daylight savings and we switch on, that's when everything goes into darkness. But it's, um, yeah, it, it really is a good setup. And then, like I said, I'd pay me money, happy to be a member. And to be honest with you, what I'm getting in the pack probably is more than what my membership costs anyway. So, but they're <laughs> really, but they're really well supported. Like I said, it, they, the way that, that Arsenal have done that is, Brilliant. And out there are all the games shown on TV or... Yeah, see, we're lucky. See, we... Well, it's on, it was on pay TV here on Foxtel, which would be like your sky. But so we get... We'd get all of them. It's recently been taken over by a telecommunications company, um, Optus, who are now streaming. Okay. It's really a whole new way of watching it now, the streaming. So, and I mean, people bitch and moan about it. Look, oh, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's 30 seconds behind. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. They're bouncing a signal off six... Well, you're bouncing a signal off like 18 satellites on the other side of the world, and you're worried, you know, if that's an issue, switch off your fucking Twitter feed. But you're 30 seconds behind. You're, you're fucking 24 hours away. Exactly. It's it's it, it could not be more of a first world problem if it tried. But it's just I mean, you know, people are gonna whinge. They're gonna whinge. But like I said, I don't have any issues with it. I, I record the games if I can't watch them, you know, and, and that's why it's really odd. I don't get because you guys can't watch them all, can you? No, the, the three o'clock the three o'clock um kickoffs in the UK on a Saturday are embargoed by the Premier League. It was the deal they'd done first of all with the football league to allow the coverage because they said the three o'clock was uh, Sacramento and that they didn't want to lose attendance at the games and they felt if every game was uh, televised that people wouldn't bother going. Well, I can tell you for one, as a season ticket holder, that's bollocks. If you want to go, you want to go and at three o'clock... Listen, don't get me wrong, um, Europa League's coming up against Carrier Bag um, (laughs) in a few weeks' time and it's eight o'clock on a Thursday night. And I might think, do I just crack open a can of beer and watch it on telly? Or do I go over the pub? Yeah. Or do I go? I, I'm undecided. It will yeah. depend on what the weather's like. But, you know, there, there are occasions. But it's more the late night kickoffs when you have to get home. and Because I, I like the social aspect of going to the football. So Yeah, see, I, we, we, we don't have that down here as much as you guys. I mean, we, like, you know, we go to the football. Our football's on Saturday afternoons or Sundays, afternoons, evenings, night. But like I said, but our night is vastly different to yours. Like we're all we're all bitching and moaning because it's like one or two degrees. Like we're not getting hit in the face with snow. No. At like you know seven o'clock at night, we had the same issue with our Australian rules, where for years they just refused to show it live against the gate because they were worried no one's going to turn up. But you know what? They do. Yeah, because I like to get down on the train. Uh, my when I originally got the season ticket, um, one of the uh, compromises with the wife. I like that. I say it that way. <laughs> One of the compromises with the wife was, look, listen, I'll drive down there. My brother lives local to the ground. I got a, t- uh, a local residence permit so I can park easy. Uh, yeah, I'll drive to most games. Only, only, I'll only want to go down to the Man United game and the Tottenham game, uh, yeah. and maybe one other um, on uh, by by train. Otherwise, I'll drive. Well, <laughs> I've got a lot of permits still sitting in my car. I keep on getting <laughs> reasons to go down by train, and, but it's good fun. You meet up with the guys for a couple of hours beforehand. You have two or three pints. You watch the game. Uh, and then invariably you can get away pretty sharpish and get back but if not you can go have after the Liverpool game I went with Mark Porter and we went and had a couple of beers um, for an hour let everything die down and then jumped on the train and and you're home but it's just it's a good it's a good day out and that's why Three o'clock on TV is not going to make a difference. Yeah, I've heard people go over and they're, and they're the same thing. Like, you get there early and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And like I said, I'm here in terms of air sport. Like I said, I'll 
you know, I'll, I'll go with my daughter to see my team. We we go sort of every second week um, to the home games. And we're just sort of like, you know, and we're busy. Like, she's working, I'm working. It's like, all right, get on the train, bang, 20 minutes in, into the game. We'll watch it, have a couple, but then sort of, like you see, you sort of disperse pretty quickly afterwards. Hmm. And look, particularly like where we are, like a lot of our stadiums aren't near anything. Like the MCG. Yeah, they're all out of, out of town and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the MC. I mean, the, there's one stadium that's in the city, but for some reason, it's not got a lot of bars and stuff around it. It's mainly more apartments around it. The MCG is inside a park. So to get somewhere afterwards, you've really got to put in the effort. Whereas a lot of people are like, you know what? I'll probably just head home. And that probably does them out of it. Okay. Do, not, do people not stay in the ground afterwards and have a couple of beers? Or... Oh, in the corporates they do. Okay, but not not, not, not in the real fans? Nah, well, they pretty much they pretty much shut the bars um, pretty much once the siren goes. Um, they're pretty much wrapping everything up. Okay. Um, Favourite Arsenal player? Probably don't like it, but it's Alexis Sanchez. I love him. I love him. I, see, okay. like I, said, I, came, I, I came to the game late, so I missed... Thierry and I missed Patrick and I missed Dennis. I didn't see all that. I've seen it in replay, but it's I didn't have regular access to these games until you appreciate the ones gone by, but that's the one you saw yeah. live. But that, but that, yeah, well, that's the one that I, I first when I could regularly watch games at home when I you know saved up. And I said my wife and I met when we were at school. We had kids young. We did everything back to France. We didn't have a lot of money, so these things came it, later man. in life. Yeah, exactly. So it was like so. Yeah, it was. They'd signed Mesut and they'd signed Sanchez, but there's just something about him when he plays. And like, I, it's the effort, and and I know that they all make the effort, but it just is the first play that I can recall from a long time that finishes the game at the same pace that he started. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I and I, you know, I've got a fair few Arsenal shirts, and I, I was always loath to put a name on them because it can bite you in the ass. Like, no. Ask people with Van Persie shirts if they like them and if they can offload them. So, <laughs> but and so, but he, I broke my rule for him. I'm like, nah, I'll get it. Nah, I, I seriously, I like, I said, and I know that off the field he's a pain in the ass. But I think his problem is that he wants to please everybody. Like I used to follow him on Instagram and whatnot, and like, and that was I loved him that much that I actually had to unfollow him on those things because I just couldn't, I just can't watch him in that shirt. Well, he hasn't done, he hasn't done very much in it, has he? No, he's done bugger all because it doesn't suit him, and I think he could have he could have stayed and made himself a legend, and and you know and I just I love him I, I just love watching him play and it's just that effort you know like Would I you still have him back one one in, sentence in a heartbeat in a split even, second even though he's a bit of a snake in the dressing room I th- yeah but you can learn to I think you can learn a different manager could probably learn to to can deal with that. Um, okay. you know, I don't mind that pa- like I said, I don't mind that passion. I don't. I, and like I said, it was more just the effort, just that he will run, and that's why I put in the blog. He will run till he expires. But you know what? You're getting good at this. You you almost moved it into the next one. You said about the blog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. You've taught me young. You've taught me well. Wax on, wax <laughs> off. <laughs> fuck on, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> gunsandyellowribbons.com the website blogging how did you come across us uh, and how you find and you've done your first I think it's your first ever blog wasn't it? Yeah that's my first ever blog yeah Uh, um, look I I don't mind writing I I love it Um, not that I get a chance to do it or flex a lot of muscle with it but I really don't mind it so I actually stumbled across you guys off I think the um, Australian Supporters Club have their Facebook page 
which gives on. Yeah, I probably stunned it. Yeah, and I think I saw a couple of posts on that before you might have been unceremoniously withdrawn. Yeah, I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Melbourne Gooners. The uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Well, see the Mel- yeah. So the Melbourne one, I think, is different to the the national one. But um, yeah. So I saw a couple of things. I thought, you know, I'll give it a. I'll, really, I'd only ever listened to Arsebot, and that was the only one that I knew of. And and I and I like that. But um, then I sort of stumbled across your one. And I thought I'll give that. Yeah, you know, I'll give that a go. Um, and it was great. Like I said, that it was the production too. And I'm, because you know, like I said, a lot of them is just guys, and I don't mind guys around a microphone. I mean, let's face it, it's what we're doing now. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I wait in a second. This one's got a bit more to it. So I gave it a few. And like I said, you guys get along great. It's just a chat. I'd, like I said, I'd describe it to people as like if you were sitting, it's like sitting next to a table at the pub and you just hear people having a chat. And that's what it is. That, that is the concept. That is the concept. Yeah. So I'm and, glad that and, came across. Yeah. And that's what I sort of, and it's like, you know, I'd, Take my dogs for a walk in the morning. I chuck it on when I've got the podcast in. I have a listen, and and it's and that's the ones. When a call went out for a blog. I thought, oh, I have a swing, and and I like I said, I like I've always liked writing. Um, and I was always good at English. Um, my mother-in-law is actually my father. Like me, yeah, no. <laughs> you're getting there, yeah. but um. Yeah, so which is good because like I said my my mother in law was actually my final year English teacher. Okay. Yeah. So okay. so I, you can thank her for the punctuation and the grammar and everything else. So I I, I tasked you with this, and I, I don't know what you're going to say, but um, I'm going to mention some of the panelists that have been on um on on the podcast and and take part in the in in the website. Yep. Give us one line on them. We'll start with Johnny from the Food Bank, formerly known as Johnny from the North Bank. Yeah, I like Johnny from the food, but I reckon that's great that he does that. I reckon that it's a good idea, isn't it? More. It should be celebrated more, really. Johnny from the food bank. This is what I had about him. Made up a completely original song about Lucas Torreira. Brackets, nobody saved Vieira. <laughs> you have to want about his fucking song, don't you? Hey, He you does. You want about his fucking song. Of course I do. Well, it, to be honest with you, mate, if, I, if, I'd, if I'd done it, I'd do exactly the same thing, mate. This would have been the first five minutes of this podcast I would have been talking about if I'd invented it. So he's actually quite reserved. <laughs> Big Steve. Big Steve. I like, I like that Big Steve gets fired up, but he doesn't take himself too seriously. I, I like uh, his voice is very clear and crisp yeah. when he does. Yeah. He could do radio ads. Yeah, he could do. He's a singer. He does singing he? and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, ah. yeah. Uh, if you go to Big Steve, um, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link, but it, I think BigSteve.com it might be. Um, uh, Big Steve Music, and he's got a couple of tracks. So he was in he was in the national newspapers as well about a song about Margate, I think it was, or Ramsgate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, yeah, he's great. Oh, he's got a great um, voice. Boston Mike. Boston the, the, Mike. The, the, uh, actually, no, do Scunny first. Do, do Scunny? Scunny first. Now, yeah. Scunny's the northern, isn't he? Yeah, Eop lad yeah. and all like that. Yeah, he's that's not right. not from Norfolk, he's from Scunthorpe. No, that's right, yeah. So, so for him, I described him as the straight-talking northerner, but in that entertaining way that I like. <laughs> I love I love that accent. I love watching it. Our co-founder, uh, Mike. Mike from Boston. Mike from Boston. Well, he's American, so he's always positive and looks for the best in the players and the team, which he does. Okay. Like, even when they've had a shit game, like, you know... The amount of times he's gone into bed for Shaka and Mustafi. He does. He does. He does protect Shaka quite a lot. He, he protects him stacks. As I like, come on, man. I mean, I'm all for positivity, but for fuck's sake, <laughs> sometimes someone's just a dickhead. I I, I like his technical knowledge. Um, he's very. He's got lots of stats and stuff like that. He's yeah, really I know. That. 
Yeah, yeah, he blows me away with numbers, and he's very good with the uh, with setting up the website and everything else. Yeah, as well. I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to annoy him because he knows more about internet and technology than what I do. So I don't want to find out that if I annoy him, that somehow he'll use the internet to buy my house. Who have you got left? You've got Manny. Manny's tough. He's tough as nails, but he's fair, and he's not afraid to call it as he sees it, which I like. Okay. So like, Hang on, you, know, you might as well might as well have a go at me then. You, no, actually, I've actually been very nice to you. I've got you as the level-headed leader of the pack, but he's easily confused. Right, don't be so nice then. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, no, I told you, I'm a positive person. I think there's too much negativity in the world. I'm, I'd rather be positive. This is a good thing. I agree. No. I agree. Troy, it's been yes. really enjoyable. It's been great. And you need to get that bucket list sorted out and get over here to London. Meet yeah, up no, us. I know. Well, now, now that, yeah, I'll have to save up. Um, now I've got it on the list, and now I know a season ticket holder. We can always try and <laughs> we can always try and sort out tickets. The, 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 the thing is, don't try and do uh, a North London derby. Just just pick a no. C game and do something yeah. like that. Well, actually, the, this is one of the other good things that the supporters club does. They actually run a tour every year. There's a guy that runs um, a tour, and um, they, like I said, because they're part of the official supporters club, they run it through Arsenal as well. Now they go, it's a two week trip, but you get Four games um, on average. Um, you know, they get access, they get a, a grand tour. They get to, you know, watch the team come in at the Emirates, like underneath. And how, how much do they cost, roughly? Uh, to be honest with you, I think for a shared 5, room... 5000 No, no, look, for Australian, is about 8000 We're looking about eight to 9000 But that is, mate, that's how fair accommodation. Um, you know, breakfast every day, plus the, plus the tickets included in all that so it's the guy that runs at warren rice um and again volunteers does it all off his own back um coordinates it with the comp uh with the club um supporters club and arsenal um so yeah so i'll, I'll save up for one of those um bring the missus over so she's a history nut so she'll be looking at everything she'll love london oh she'll she, love yeah london. she's hanging to get over and, so, and then you can go out to places like oxford to go you know this this it, it's easy enough to get round. Oh, oh man, I'll learn so much because she's way smarter than me. She's not obviously not smart enough, eh? <laughs> no, 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 no. Every genius has their flaws. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, thank you again. Not a problem uh, at all, man. Good to talk to you. Keep listening, keep blogging, and uh, you'll be able to read all this on gunsandyellowribbons.com. Um, up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.